0: Chapter Forty. I felt that Loren needed a little time alone. It was dangerous letting her walk around by herself, but I couldn't force her to talk to me when she was angry and afraid. I had to climb many stairs to reach Loren's room. I still didn't understand the point of stairs. I guess humans just love anything with straight edges and rectangular shape. The stairs were definitely rectangular and they allowed the humans to place a second level in their houses. This made the house a larger rectangle. And I suppose this is important in some way. Inside Loren's room was a long rectangle covered with artificial skin. I suspect she used it for sleeping. I had seen that when she slept, she lay flat and stretched out straight. There were two other flat rectangles, one mostly covered with bound papers, The bound papers were called books or magazines. Lorraine had explained them to me. A sort of extremely primitive computer file. I opened one of them. There were words printed on the page, but the words stopped abruptly in the middle of the book. Of course, Lorraine had not finished the book, so she could not recreate it out of her memory. There was a small picture of Lorraine with two other people. All were making human smiles. One was her mother. The other, I believed, was male. Perhaps her father. I took this picture and held it in my hand. I looked around the room, trying to understand this alien girl. But alien things are hard to make sense of. By the time I got out of the hollow house and back to the street, Lorraine was gone from sight. I worried about finding her. But after wandering the alien landscape for a while, I heard a far-off sound. A THWACK! (coughs) I ran at top speed to the sound and found Lorraine in a field of short grass and dirt. She stood with her back to a high-wire cage. In her right hand, she held a sort of long-shaped stick, wider at the far end. With her left, she tossed a round white sphere up in the air. And then, quickly, clasping the stick with both hands, she swung the stick till it struck the falling white sphere. The result was fascinating. The sphere went flying off through the air. Lorraine watched the sphere until it fell to the grass, perhaps a hundred feet away. Then she reached down into a bucket by her feet, lifted out a second, identical sphere, and repeated the entire process. Lorraine! She ignored my approach. Toss, swing, thwack. The sphere flew over the grass and landed at the edge of a narrow band of trees. Toss, swing, thwack. Loran? See, this is softball, she said without looking at me. See that high spot there? That's the pitcher's mound. The pitcher throws the ball across this plate. The batter swings and tries to knock the stitches off her. Off the pitcher? Toss. Swing. Thwack. That was my last ball. I'd better go retrieve them. Our coach goes ape if we lose equipment. She started off across the field, still carrying her shaped stick. You are upset. I said. What was your first clue? This all seems very bizarre to you. Me, as well. Bizarre? My neighborhood with no people in it? My mom sounding like a dimwit robot but knowing things she can't possibly know? The sky in patches? Is that humor? It's sarcasm, she said. We reached one of the white balls. She picked it up and used the stick to knock it back toward the tall wire cage. I held the small picture out for her to see. I got this from your room. I thought you might like something personal. I don't know if we will be able to go back to your house. That is not my house, she said. But she took the picture and stared at it. Her face seemed to grow softer. Her mouth corners became more nearly level. Her forehead skin grew less wrinkled. Alfangor, what is happening here? What you said earlier, more or less. I think that in order to direct the time matrix, you need to form a mental image of where and when you want to go. We couldn't do that because all three of us were fighting for control. We each, you, me, Visser32, had ideas of where to go. You wanted your home. I wanted mine. I guess he wanted his. Nobody's vision was complete. We were all freezing and suffocating for lack of air. The Time Matrix did the best it could. I thought it was supposed to be a time machine. I sighed. Some people believe that there is not just one universe, but many. Maybe, somehow, instead of traveling through the time and space of our own universe, we forced the Time Matrix to create a whole new universe. When the three of us wrestled for control, the time matrix could not make sense of what we were asking it to do. So it created this place. Lorraine resumed walking toward the far edge of the field. She stopped to pick up another ball and knocked it back in the direction we'd come from. So my mom, my mother, she's just made up out of my memories. And even then, not all of your memories. She is not complete. She is bits and pieces of your memories of her. I think the more complicated things, like sentient creatures, are probably the most likely to be incomplete. Loren made a snorting sound. (laughs) Great universe, isn't it? That was sarcasm too? Yeah, that was sarcasm too. We had reached the trees. Loren plunged in. Look how complete all the trees are. Why are the grass and the trees and the air all like they should be? Because a person, whether it's an indolent or a human, is a thousand times more complicated than a tree. I noticed that Lorraine was not looking at me. Instead, she was staring alertly into the woods. Do you see something? No, I... I have a feeling, is all. I have to go look. I followed her through the woods. We traveled no more than fifty feet when we reached what Lorraine had sensed. The tree stopped abruptly. The sky above it stopped too. The ground and the grass all stopped. Just stopped. And beyond it was blank whiteness. The pure blank whiteness of zero space. Nothingness. I felt awed and frightened all at once. We were standing at the edge of our tiny universe. Lorraine reached toward the whiteness, stretching her hand out beyond the edge of soil and vegetation, air and sky. Her arm reached that edge and curved back on itself. It simply bent in a perfect arc, so that her hand was reaching back toward her own face. No! She screamed. No, no, no! Lauren, it's only... Only what? What could I say to comfort her when I felt my own mind spinning out of control? She turned to me, eyes wide and reddish now. I want to go home, Alfangor! I want to go home! This place is wrong! It's wrong! I know. I feel it too. We have to get out of here. This place can't exist. Feel it. It's wrong. We have to find the Time Matrix, I said. It's the only way, but we don't know where it is, and Visser-32 will try to stop us. She was still holding the shaped stick, the softball stick. She looked at me with cold fury in her blue human eyes, and I saw something there that almost scared me. She clutched the stick tightly. Let him try and stop us. Let him try. Chapter 41 We wandered around the edge of our new universe, keeping the blank whiteness on our right as we went. We traveled along the outer rim of the earth portion of the universe. But even there at the outer rim, this new universe was not consistent. As we walked, we came across small areas, sometimes no more than 20 feet across, where we'd suddenly find Andalite lifeforms or Yurk lifeforms. The Andalite patches were harder to notice since they were not so different from the earth-like areas, but the patches of Yurk environment were like open sores. We skirted around the Yurk patches. Most of the earth environment was made up of woods and grass fields, but here and there were human buildings as well. We saw the street where Lorraine lived, and we saw her school, a squat ugly box "'made of thousands of small reddish-brown rectangles called bricks. "'I can't believe I brought the school building into this universe, "'but forgot to bring a grocery store. "'What is a grocery store?' "'A place to buy food.' "'Ah.' "'I had seen Lorraine eat aboard the Jahar, of course. "'She and the other human had eaten emergency rations of liquefied grass.' the rations we give endolites who are too sick or injured to stand up and eat normally. We walked along a street that appeared in the middle of a field. The street merely began, ran for a few hundred feet, and ended. It made Lorraine anxious, I could tell. She explained that the street didn't belong there. But then we saw a building decorated with two yellow arcs. It can't be, Lorraine gasped. No way! It's Mickey D's! I brought a McDonald's here! She broke into a run, and I followed her. We entered the hollow building. Inside, there was a single human. But he was not like any human I had ever seen. Oh, God, what did I do? Loren cried. She placed her hand over her mouth. I had never seen this human gesture, but I knew she was horrified. You see... The human looked like any normal human, except that his face was covered with red splotches and pustules, and he had no eyes, no eyes at all. But he could speak. Welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? Oh no, no, Loren wailed. Would you like fries with that? Or a hot apple pie? Is this a human you know? I asked. No. I mean, yes. He's this guy who works at McDonald's, and he always waits on us when we go for burgers after a game. My friend Jennifer says he likes me, but all I ever notice is how bad his acne is. The poor guy. The poor guy. The food he has may still be real, I suggested. It would help you to eat some human food. She seemed ready to run from the place. But in the end... Hunger won over horror. Lauren steeled herself and walked back to the eyeless human. Welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? Yes. I mean, yes. I'd like a Big Mac, fries, and a Coke. That'll be four dollars and nineteen cents. Loren hesitated. But then she reached into a flap of her artificial skin and pulled out some crumpled pieces of paper and some round metallic objects. She handed all this to the eyeless human. Somehow the human managed to take the paper and metal, although how he did it without eyes was a mystery. This universe we had created had strange rules. The eyeless human placed several objects into a bag. They smelled strange and foul to me. But Lorraine looked in the bag and smiled. Well, I did one thing right when I created this universe. I put extra pickles on the Big Macs. Come on, let's go back outside. I don't want to eat with... with him. Enjoy your meal and come again, the sad monstrosity said. We went back outside and Lauren found a place to sit on the grass and began to devour her food. Watching creatures with mouths eat can be disturbing, especially when you discover some of the things they eat. Between huge, gulping, slobbering bites with her flashing white teeth and grinding jaws, Loren told me what a Big Mac was. I'd rather not have known. But the human food revived Loren. She had her old energy back, and even her sense of humor. At least I didn't try and recreate the cheerleading squad in this universe, she said. They rejected me, and I'd hate to think what kind of mess I'd have made of some of them. I didn't understand what she was talking about. But I understood that she was feeling better I gazed up at the weird, patchy sky And around at the disjointed landscape Then suddenly, it hit me It's a multidimensional pattern, I said Huh? Lorraine asked, attempting to form words Even though her mouth was filled with two-inch-long pale yellow sticks called French fries The sky The way little bits of Andalite and Yurk environments are mixed in with Earth environments. And probably the other way around too. I didn't see it at first. But there is a pattern. It just seems strange because it makes sense in higher dimensions. But not in three dimensions. But I am sure now. It is a hyperspiral. Loren swallowed. A what? A spiral. But in extra dimensions. And if I'm right. Yes! The Time Matrix will be at the center of the spiral. Which is where? Now Lorraine was sucking liquid into her mouth through a tube that inserted into a cylinder filled with brown water. I'm not sure, but I think I can find it. And if I can find it, so can that yerk. Lorraine jumped up. That's why he hasn't tried to track us down. He's after the Time Matrix. Let's go, let's go. You seem to have recovered. Lorraine pointed at the cylinder of liquid. Sugar rush, Alfangor. Let's go before it wears off. Chapter 42 I led the way toward what I hoped was the center of this universe. The patches of sky grew more varied over our heads, and the patches of different environments grew more numerous. Soon we were walking through a place that was only half-earth, with the rest divided between gentle and light countryside and harsh Yurk lands. I like your planet, from what I've seen of it, Loren said. It's like Earth, only without the houses and buildings. But you must have cities and all somewhere. I mean, you build spaceships. You have incredible technology. Long ago, we had cities, I explained. But we were free-roaming herd animals to begin with. I mean, that's how we evolved. Millions of years ago... Andalites moved in vast herds, which would split off into smaller herds at different times of the year. Then, gradually, we got used to forming smaller herds. Families, really. Each family made its scoop, and we each held our own grazing lands. All this Andalite environment you see is part of my family's grazing land. We came to a patch of Yurkish territory and skirted around the blackened vegetation and sluggish pools. On the other side was a wide band of Endelite land, which we walked through. Once we evolved to form families, we began to study science and nature. And again, over millions of years, we learned to build things. You know, weapons and vehicles that let us fly over the land, and communicators for extending the reach of thought speak. Scoops became larger, families joined with other families, buildings grew. Soon we had thousands of Andalites all crammed together without enough grazing space. But we were learning space travel at the same time. Still, we weren't happy. We knew something was wrong. We broke down our cities, divided the land, and went back to life in simple family scoops. We kept building spaceships, but we did it in little bits and pieces, here and there, spread out through the tens of thousands of scoops. My own family does some of that. We design heat transfer components for fighters. Another family builds the pieces from our designs. Another family transports the pieces to the spaceport. I guess the three spaceports are about as close as we come to what you would call a city now. We're very different, aren't we? Loren said. She sounded sad. Yes, in some ways. But not so different in others. When all this is done... You'll go back to your planet I'll go back to mine And you'll erase all my memories of this I was startled by the idea Lauren, We you- no longer have the Jahar Or Anisha I can't erase your memories without that technology But if you could, you would? I hadn't thought about it But suddenly I realized the truth It shocked me No, I wouldn't why not? Because. Because I don't think, after all that's happened, I could stand to be the only person alive who knew the truth. And I don't think I could stand having you forget about me, Loren. Loren nodded. She smiled. I care about you too, Alfangor. I care a lot. I was puzzled. Had I said I cared about her? No. Not in those words. And yet, I did. I did care about this alien, who no longer seemed so alien. We would be able to move faster if you climbed on my back as you did before, I suggested. I guess we would. She climbed on my back, and I set off at a run. I was confident now that I knew the pattern of this universe. And I was fairly sure that we would find the time matrix at the very center of the swirl. But would we find that Visit 32 had solved the puzzle before us? The different environments were broken into smaller and smaller patches, and now there was a roughly equal amount of each of the three planets. It became more and more difficult to go around the Yurk areas. We came across one Yurk area that stretched directly across our path. I think we should go through it, I said. I stepped gingerly into the York area. Instantly the air was warmer, almost stifling. Humidity shot up so that my fur clung to me. I closed my hooves to the sparse yurk vegetation. I didn't trust those dark red plants. A bright tongue shot up from the ground, as I had seen happen before. It licked the air, searching for us. But these creatures, or plants, or whatever they were, were used to slower prey. I easily stepped out of its range. A pall settled over us as we crossed a landscape that seemed designed to be depressing. And then, at last, we reached good and light grass again. Grass and trees, and the scoop of a friend I had known all my life. Is that your home? No, it's the scoop of a friend's family. Maybe your friend is around. That's what scares me. Your mother, that McDonald person... I don't want to see my friend that way. Suddenly, I stumbled. My right forehoof had caught a rock. Alfangor! Alfangor! Something is happening! Loren cried. My fingernails! They're growing! She held up her hands so that my back-turned-stuck eyes could see them. The hard portion at the end of her human fingers had grown half an inch. Your hair is growing too, I said. She felt it. My god, it's grown an inch. It's like what it would grow in a few weeks. My hooves are growing too. That's why I tripped. It's something I was afraid of. As we get closer to the center of this swirl universe, time is accelerating. We are going to age faster than normal. Then we'd better hurry. I redoubled my speed, careful to lift my scruffy hooves well clear on each step. The entire false universe was coming together now. There were no longer clearly defined patches of Andalite, human, or Yurk terrain. Trees and grass, scoop and house, and sludgy natural Yurk pools, all seemed to meld together. It was like walking through a surreal nightmare. The sky itself seemed to swoop down, to gather, and swirl in patterns of dark blue, light blue, and lightning-racked green. Okay, now this is weird. Lorraine said But her voice too Seemed to swirl into patterns That made it sound musical and strange I tripped and fell forward Throwing Lorraine free My hooves had become totally unmanageable I whipped my tail blade forward And quickly trimmed my hooves It was a rough job And as soon as I had cut away the excess They began growing out again I looked at Lorraine And had to stop myself from crying out Her fingernails were two inches long. Her toenails were sticking through the fabric of her artificial hooves. And her golden hair was so long it reached the ground. She stumbled forward, pointing. Look! Look! I had already seen what she was just noticing. The swirling tornado that was at the very center of our universe. It was a vortex. A tornado made up of the very substance of our three worlds. Sky and soil and living things All swirled insanely around us Look out! Lorraine ducked her head As something that looked like a human house Twisted and stretched Whipped by us The Time Matrix! It should be in there! I cried In there? How can we go in there? It's impossible It's the only way The Time Matrix is either in there or Or there's nothing beyond that swirl but emptiness and we'll be trapped inside that vortex forever. Nice choice, Loran said. And by the way, that was sarcasm too. Yes, I'm beginning to recognize it, I said. We have to close our eyes, block out everything you see, or think you see, and dive in. Take my hand off Angor. I did, and together we pushed forward into a vortex Made up of the very substance of time and space. A swirl of raw space-time. Hello, Phantomorphs! Thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs' auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, Don't got any real new announcements here. Um, Also, I'm running late, so let's just wrap this up quickly. Uh, Please check out my website, theapocalypse.com. It's where I put all my stuff. Uh, If you're using iTunes, give me a rating or review if you want. I like reading those. It's cool to get. And uh, if you want to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. And I think that's everything. So I'll see you all next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then we fight.